Well, it's the offseason, so now is the time when if there's ever going to be some college football playoff expansion news, there's no better time than for it to be happening right now. It helps us get through the offseason. I'm Pete Mundo, and let's welcome on and say hello to Bill Bender, Sporting News. He joins us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. So, Bill, uh, let's get right into it. Reporting this week came out from Yahoo Sports' Pete Thamel talking about how the 12-team playoff is supposedly the early frontrunner to replace the four-team playoff. Uh, I know you wrote a great piece about this at Sporting News on the pros and cons of this, but just your initial gut reaction. Do you like 12? Do you prefer eight? Do you want to stay at four? I think expansion's coming, and we're all open to that now. I mean, I previously I would say stick with four, but now that we kind of know it's coming, out of the eight or 12-team model, I'd prefer to go to eight. And I put up a Twitter poll this morning, and that, that seems to be – the leading option, I would say that I'm looking at it now, it's 53% want eight, about 24% want 12, and then what's left, about 22% or so, they would say four or six. Mm-hmm. So I think eight's the best middle ground. I think, Pete, aren't we skipping a step by going four to 12 when you haven't even tried an 18 model that might be the best fit? Yeah. You know, I wonder this too, Bill, and I, I saw Thamel's reporting and I wonder, geez, it, it feels to me like the SEC is is the driver behind all this because in reading between the lines, uh, they're basically saying, hey, if it's eight with six automatic bids, the power five and the group of five, well, we may only get one more team, even if we have, let's say, three or four teams ranked in the top eight or ten or whatever it might be. Is that your inkling on this as well? Is this being driven by the SEC to get as many at-large bids as they can? No, I would say it's driven by somebody else. I mean, maybe the Pac-12 wants 12 and other conferences. The SEC has no inclination to increase the the playoff format now. Why would you? Why would you want more playoff teams if you're the SEC in terms of you have the number one dynasty in the sport, a dynasty that's going to continue till at least 2028 now, much to the chagrin of everybody else now that Nick Saban signed that extension. You, you're the only conference that's put two playoff teams in the playoff at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, you've pretty much dominated the sport since the BCS era. So why would they – I guess you could get more swings at it. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the SEC is the king conference right now. So, I mean, but if, if you have an eight-team playoff and you got, you know, the five or six uh, locked-in spots there – I feel like the Pac-12, the Big 12, the ACC uh, would be fine with that. I mean, you know, they're they're the ones that are more likely to get squeezed out now anyway. So I'm just confused as as to how we go from a reasonable eight-team conversation to 12. I mean, who who do you think is, is pulling the strings behind all that then? Well, that's the interesting part because I, to your point, I, I could see why the SEC wouldn't want eight. Yeah. Why would they? When, yeah. On a, any given year, when you look at the final college football playoff rankings, the SEC might have two or three teams in that top eight. Yeah. Two in the, or, or five in the top 12. So I see your point there. You know, I know when the new Pac-12 commissioner was hired, um, Jack Lincoln, he, he made it very clear that they were in favor of expansion. Kevin Warren hasn't really addressed that as much, neither has Bullsby. But, I mean, they, they'll give you the kind of – political bit when they're asked about those kind of things but i think that's the interesting thing once you have everybody included you know what we're going to do pete we're going to end up arguing about 12 13 and 14 all year yep 
Yep, exactly, exactly. He's Bill Bender, Sporting News. He's joining us talking about college football playoff expansion. What is what does all this say after seven years of a four-team playoff? Was this always inevitable to you, Bill, or does this speak to the to the failures of a system that we thought was going to bring us uh, a better system than the BCS, but it turned to be maybe more subjective than people thought and wanted it to be? Well, you know, I go back to 14, and I was at the, the first Rose Bowl semifinal, and I just remember the level of excitement I felt. You know, at Florida State, it was Oregon. Florida State had won, like, I think, like 34 straight games. There, and Oregon had this high-flying team with Mariota. It was an amazing game to watch, uh, even though Oregon won big. And I thought to myself, okay, this is, this is going to have some staying power. Now, what I probably didn't envision that we would be into it in seven years, and really what it comes down to is three teams have just dominated the sport. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama. And, and LSU squeezed through for one, but that took the greatest season by a quarterback of all time to do it. Oklahoma's obviously dominated the Big 12, but they've struggled to win a playoff game. And I think the blowouts, I mean, just semifinal blowouts have shown that gap between the big ones and everybody else. And sometimes it's the big guys beating each other up by that many points. Yeah. And before we continue with uh, Bill Bender of Sporting News, guys, please take a moment out and leave a rating and a review on this podcast because when you take that, I mean, it's like 15 seconds. Maybe if you want to write a longer review, you're looking at a minute. But you just go on iTunes or Spotify and uh, leave us a quick rating and a review. Subscribe as well and send me a screenshot of your rating and review. And I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. It's starting to heat up here in God's country. So we'll get you that koozie, all right? It'll keep your beer cold this summer. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we'll get you a koozie in the mail, guys. I appreciate it, and um, it means the world to me and the world to us to keep beating the big wigs, beating the big shots at their game here on the uh, podcast scene. So this is how you help make that happen, and that's why we're sending you a little token of our appreciation with that uh, with that koozie in the mail. Thanks so much, guys. Does this bill, in a, in a weird way, if we do get to this point, and like you said earlier, it looks like it's inevitable, does this mean that we end up in a situation where possibly expansion could uh, – help grow the pie from teams that can win the national championship if more teams are in the playoff and you get an upset here or there that actually helps recruiting for teams let's say five through 20 in the uh in the national conversation it's a good theory but you know why do guys go to school why do top recruits go to school i mean do they really go if the choice is do you go to this school as a four or five star recruit to win a national championship, or are you going to that school to get to the NFL? Yeah. And if the answer is the latter one, which I think it is, Alabama and Ohio State are developing NFL players better than any other school. I remember I wrote the article last January about how those two teams could form pretty formidable NFL teams right now. By them, if it was just Alabama players or just Ohio State players. So until that changes. Until somebody in the ACC can stand up to Clemson, until somebody in the Big 12 can stand up to Oklahoma, Texas included, um, I don't know that an 18 or a 12-team format's going to change that all that much in the short term. Yeah, now, I, I, I see what you're saying there. Now, you talked about going back to the first one of these, um, 2014. And in Big 12 country, we still think about that first year 
the TCU-Baylor-Ohio State debate. Now, we get Ohio State won that national championship, but did that set this whole thing kind of and put the whole theory of a playoff with a committee behind the eight ball based on the way that uh, that initial year went with with um, the Big 12 and TCU and, and Baylor and all that stuff? I think so because it showed that there would be a bias toward the giant program. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I'm with you. Ohio State did. I remember I was at the ACC championship game that night uh, when Florida State ended up beating Georgia Tech, which, by the way, that Georgia Tech team under the 12-team format would be in. So we, we have to ask our question, ourselves the question, is a three- or four-loss team worthy of one of those 12 spots? And I think, in general, the answer is no. Uh, but Ohio State was beating Wisconsin that night by whatever they ended up beating them by. And I, and I said, I think I'm sitting next to Pat Forty or, or somebody, and I said, I kind of looked up and said, well, they're going to they're gonna run right past TCU and Baylor right now because it was the way to get out of the TCU-Baylor debate. And yeah. And I think that did set the tone for some of the controversies we've seen since. But like you said, Ohio State kind of proved the committee right. And that's that's the equivalent of an underdog story in college football, a team that had 31 future NFL players. That's why I don't know if 12 teams works. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And does that really take – does the whole idea of a – and you wrote about this in your piece on SportingNews.com – the idea of a Cinderella, we all love it in March Madness, but I mean, football's such a different sport, Bill. As you as you've noted many times here, does that does that idea of a Cinderella does it really work in college football or football for that matter, like we think it does, and it does really well in March Madness? I think it can work for one night. Yeah, you know, you can have Boise State beat Oklahoma, and you can have oh Houston go beat Florida State, and you can have that for one night. I but if you look at that 12-team format, and I've referenced that in the article, is take Cincinnati, a program I really like, love what Luke Fickle's done there, and they showed they could play with Georgia for one night. Um, Georgia didn't have a lot of guys that, that they opted out, and it wasn't, and that's another problem in general with the New Year's Day Six. But does anybody seriously believe that a Cincinnati could go through Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and then Clemson or Ohio State? I, I don't see a, a universe where that could happen. Yeah. Just because of this, this isn't basketball where Steph Curry can lead an elite eight run at Davidson. It's 22 guys, and those four- and five-star loaded rosters are going to win out, mm-hmm. I would say, better than 90% of the time. Yeah, no, that's a good point. One of the biggest cons that you put down here, Bill, is the biggest fear that I have about going from uh, not just 4 to 12, but even 8 to 12. I think eight, eight teams, you still maintain the importance of the regular season in college football, which has the greatest regular season in American sports. Uh, what does 12 do to the greatness of college football's regular season? It, cha- it will, I mean, okay, if you want 8, or you even if you want 8 or you want 12, you have to accept that the way you watch the regular season is going to be different. And I, I, I 100% believe that because college football, like you said, best regular season in sports, I'll co-sign that. And part of the reason is it's because of those rivalry games. It's because 365 days a year, Oklahoma and State and Oklahoma or Oklahoma and Texas think about that game. So what happens when Michigan loses to Ohio State and then Michigan gets in the playoff anyway? Yeah. I really think you're going to have to adjust the way you think because the Iron Bowl might not have as much weight. 
what if we get in a situation where a team's 11 and 0 and Oklahoma's sitting their starters at the end of the year? Yeah. That yeah. could happen yep. if we have 12 teams. It could to- it could absolutely happen. Great point. That's a very good point. You know, so, Bill, uh, do you think this, I mean, there's been talk also lately, loose talk, but about, you know, conference realignment, the Pac-12, would they try to poach the Big 12 or vice versa? What do you think this conversation has when it comes to impact on the college football, uh, with the college football playoff expansion? Is there any impact on that with realignment, which could also be two to three years away when we could see a shakeup in, um, in this playoff as well? Well, I mean, realignment talks always on the table. I always think that's pretty fluid. Just when you think the, the chairs are stopping, they'll start again. And you're talking to a kid who, you know, grew up in Ohio. And, and the next biggest game when I was growing up after Ohio, Ohio State and Michigan was probably Oklahoma, Nebraska, or Nebraska, Colorado, you know, for a stretch there. And, and those games aren't even a thing anymore. So, I would say anything can happen. You know, there could be another round of expansion. There could be super conferences. There could be a split between the group of five and power five. There's a lot that's going to change in college football with name, image, and likeness and those kind of things already. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the game could be totally transformed 10, 15 years from now than it was 10, 15 years ago when, you know, I have a 10-year-old son, and I have to explain to him that, once upon a time, there were, were things called split national titles with the AP <laughs> and the UPI. <laughs> yeah, it is a different world. So the last last thing for you, Bill, when you look at this and, you know, the bowl season in general has certainly taken a hit outside of the playoff. And you noted this and Big 12 fans, of course, think about that OU Florida Sugar Bowl last year where it was just a, a joke with the amount of players that Florida sat. Does a 12-team playoff, in your opinion, theoretically help or, or hurt bringing back some pizzazz for the rest of the bowl games? Well, it works both ways. I think it kills a lot of bowl games in general because all of the focus will be on the 12-team playoff, and it probably won't be a New Year's Day 6 as we know it. To your point, though, I mean, yeah, all of the pressure was on Oklahoma once all those guys sat out for yeah. Florida. So it was nice to get the win, but imagine had Oklahoma lost that game. Yep. It's um, now if that's a eight or twelve team quarterfinal type deal, Kadarius Tony and Kyle Pitts are on the field, and we're playing full go. And it's uh, you know, you're not going to have guys sitting out of New Year's Day six bulls. I've always thought the tipping point would be had Kyle Trask sat out of that game, it becomes a lot different because then it's hard to sell a a game as a big deal when a quarterback's sitting out. And I don't think to date. We've had a quarterback sit out of a New Year's Day six bowl, but I'm thinking that time isn't that far off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. It's, it sure does feel that way. Bill Bender, Sporting News, has a great piece on the pros and cons here of a potential 12-team college football playoff. Bill, it's uh, great to have you on here. I appreciate the time. Hey, no problem, Pete. Thanks for having me on, man. Take care. He's Bill Bender of Sporting News. I'm Pete Mundo. Don't close out. Take 30 seconds. Leave us a rating and a review and send me a screenshot of your rating and review of this podcast to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will get a koozie in the mail for you guys, a Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail for you guys as a token of my appreciation. Can't thank you guys enough. It really helps this podcast continue to grow. And hit that subscribe button, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much.